Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Secondary Heroes Podcast. Join us this week as we talk about The Last of The Last of Us. This is Joe Trevor, and joining me as usual is... Hey, guys, it's Prague. And this is Alexander Wolfgang. How are you fellas doing today? Mmm. Kind of sad that this show is going to be off the air for a while, but I'm doing well otherwise. It was a great finale, so I'm happy to talk about it today. That's how I'm doing. Right on. That's good. Good deal, man. Good deal. Yeah, if this <laughs> yeah. was a this this definitely was an episode for sure, man. <laughs> I don't not much of not much of banter going on here, but well, hey, I mean, I'm glad we can talk about the episode just to. <laughs> give it a little bit more time before season two, since that's like 2024, 2025. So we at least get to relive it today and remember what we did have before we have to think about what we don't. Wow. Yeah. There's going to be a lot to mull over, I think, with the way that this episode ended until then, I'm sure, as I'm sure gamers have discussed this ending for many years. Yeah. They said for a decade, people have been debating the ending. So there we go. Now it's our turn. The rest of us. (laughs) It should be the name of a podcast, The Rest of Us, instead of The Last of Us, for those of us who didn't play the game. So, uh, last week, I mentioned how I felt like Pedro Pascal is, like, in everything, and how we, there was, there's been actors lately that have kind of been that way, where it's like, you see the same guy in everything. It dawned on me this week who the actor was that I was thinking of, and it's Keanu Reeves. We had that good stint of just all Keanu Reeves just shoved down our throat. And now, right now, it's just all Pedro Pascal shoved down our throat. Which, I mean, I don't mind. I didn't mind when it was Keanu Reeves, and I don't mind when it's Pedro Pascal. Both great actors, both great people. There you go. I'm digging it. Yeah, I'm on board for it. Yeah, right? But this will be the last of us for Joel for a while. What did you say until 2023, Trevor? No, it is 2023. I mean, 2024. (laughs) I'm sorry. So I should probably preface this. I am very tired right now. Um, It's daily savings times, everybody. Okay. Well, not even just that, but this whole weekend, I've been putting together IKEA shelves and getting our home ready for visitors. And it's just, it's nonstop around. Yeah, that that was me last week. So luckily, that's past. Yeah, visitors like, are awful, man. When you sent the link to join this the podcast today, I was building a dresser upstairs. And I'm my hands are cramped and I'm tired, but I'm glad to be sitting in my office talking to you guys. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Shout out to IKEA furniture. No, I think that's probably the last time I'll ever go back to IKEA. You say this. We spent almost two hundred dollars. <laughs> On four shelves, because you have That's to buy you think. the board, and then you have to buy the brackets individually, individual brackets, and then check this out. I get home to put it together, 
it comes with no screws. So then I had to drive oh, out man. to I had to drive out to Home Depot buy a whole box of screws just so I could put four shelves together. Sounds like you're screwed. I was. not screwed. Thank you, Prague. <laughs> not screwed. I appreciate. Yeah, it. not screwed. Close. Wow. Yeah, well, in so many ways. Yeah, it's always good to stop by the parts department on your way out of IKEA to grab up some grab some extra parts just in case your box doesn't come with them. Just a pro tip as someone who worked at IKEA. You used to work there? I didn't know that. I was the furniture builder. I built probably everything they've ever made. Multiple oh times. God. Over and over again. All day. Every day. That's miserable. Hmm? But I, I will say <laughs> I love I love their design. Like whenever you walk through the top floor and you're looking at all the designs and like how to set up a room, I'm like, oh, Ooh, that's Ooh, classy. Yeah. Oh, Ooh, that really goes well. That would tie the room together, huh? I love bar. this dark color on mm. the walls. <laughs> All these Swedish names I can't pronounce. This is fancy. Yeah, I know. Anyways. Was, yeah, okay, whatever. Yes, let's move on. <laughs> We're here to talk about The Last of Us. We are. So what are we? where are we starting, Trevor? So hopefully you're not new, but if you are, you joined us just in time for the finale. There's no future episodes right. you have to tune into. This is it. We cover kind of the entire series right here. We go. So we've been going over week by week, and with the finale, we're just going to talk about, without spoiling it, how was this episode? Was the finale good by itself? Was it good for the whole series? What are we thinking of just this? And then once we do that, we're going to spoil everything. But we will let you know. So if you haven't seen the finale yet, you haven't seen the show at all yet. You can take a break in a few minutes, but for now, what it, is it worth your time? That that's what we want to answer for you. Mm, is it worth your time? So, should we answer as in, is it worth your time as a series, or is this episode worth your time? Because both, for, 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 both, both. So I'll I'll go first because I know Alex usually goes first. So I'll change Look it. At up. This guy, Aww. thank you. <laughs> I can think about and my answer. <laughs> I think this one is easy. That's why I wanted to go first. I feel like everyone should watch this show at some point in their life. Maybe you're not ready today. Maybe it's going to take some time. But if you have the opportunity and chance that you have some form of being able to access HBO at any time in your life, and this is still available, I think you should watch it. Because I think it's a show that can appeal to everyone. It's not for everyone, but I think it can appeal to anyone. It definitely has a lot of different themes that you normally see on TV. The overarching narrative is you don't usually see main characters go down these paths and it's a nice change of expectations but just in terms of the storyline that's given the character development that's presented the shots and the establishment of the relationships and then the acting just all taken together this is one of the best shows I think I've ever watched definitely in recent memory and the saddest part of this show is that it's over for now and it stands out so much because other shows do not have the standard that this show does. Well said. All right. Yeah. I I think, uh, unless you want to go Alex. No, no, no. I, I, I literally what I'm going to do is piggyback off of that. That's really good. Except, except for one thing that you said and everybody should watch the show. I would not put my wife through this show. She (laughs) should. 
I would love for her to watch it with me, but I don't think she would find any kind of enjoyment out of it. But I do agree with you. I think everybody should watch the show. It's it's fantastic. It's fun to watch. It's got a great story. It's great writing. Um, and you don't need to know anything about the video game to actually enjoy a video game move or show. This is that's what makes it so great. Like this is the first time I think that this is that we've had a video game adaptation that is pretty true to the story of the game and enjoyable. Yeah. I like that's that. where I'll stay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm going to disagree with, I, I agree with both of you. Oh. Um, oh, <laughs> I almost said disagree. <laughs> I agree with show, man. a really nice curveball at the end. I'm like, <laughs> you know, it's a brilliant eight episodes, but the ninth one just really ruined the whole thing for me. It's awful. It's terrible. No, it's, it was fantastic. It was, I, what Trevor said was it subverts your expectations. I didn't know what was going to happen this final episode either, but I, like every episode, I don't know what's going to happen. Even though I know certain things about the story, I don't know everything. Um, so I didn't know how the first game ended. So I had no idea what to expect this episode. And it just, it threw me for a loop. Like I was not expecting this type of um, ending to that story. And it was brilliant because I'm sitting here looking at the runtime, like, okay, we're, only maybe 43 minutes for this episode, which is probably the shortest of the run so far. I'm like, I feel like there's a lot to do before we end this, this season where what's going to happen, how are they going to end it and where are they going to end it at? Um, and anytime I watch a show where the finale is like that and they have to wrap up so much stuff for me and I see a short runtime, um, whenever I, I see that and I get nervous, it always ends up being some of the best writing in television. Like it's, for whatever reason, sometimes a writer can really, do a great job of um, kind of honing in their craft of like writing something that is a little bit more meaningful than just, you know, plot points. Like here's plot point A, plot point B, let's get character, you know, characters from point A to point B. Um, and instead giving you almost a, like a thematic, you know, arc to everything, the characters, the story and everything and the themes themselves that, um, that works really well. And this did that for me. Um, it's very almost reminiscent of the the last episode of the Left Leftovers, which is another uh, show that people should watch. I think, like what Trevor said about this show, I think the Leftovers is also a show that you don't have to watch it right now, but at some point in your life, I think you owe it to yourself to watch that show. It's that same kind of feel that this show gives me. This um, almost like a meditation on life and humanity and what it means to exist in a way, without spoiling too much for that show either. But as this episode in and of itself really I don't want to spoil anything quite yet, but I think it's worth it. You guys think it's worth your time because it's something that is not just like a definitive end to the season. It's uh, an end to the season. So it wraps up everything in that 43 minute runtime, but also leaves the door open for many more questions to debate about things <laughs> without spoiling anything with that so i appreciate that a lot it's, a, it's like an episode that i'll be thinking about for a long time until 2024 until whenever yeah <laughs> until they wrap it up so there you go wow guys that was deep you guys hit on I, hope a lot I rambled of i have no idea no it's fantastic no it was great everything was coherent so <laughs> nothing to edit out so that's fantastic yeah. But I do find that this is one of those shows that, like, I 
do find, and I don't want to take it away, take away anything from anybody else, but I find that as a parent, it hits differently as well. Like this is one of those shows that like, it's great for everyone and it hits different for everyone. Um, I bet I, and that's the thing is I look at it as a dad and I see all of the, I mean, there's so many memes about Pedro Pascal being a daddy and all that stuff and how he's number one dad, all that. It, it's oh. great. I love it. Um, but yeah, to feel, to look at this, like put myself in his shoes in a lot of these situations, it does make you think like, and uh, you know what? We'll just get into it. We'll get into it. <laughs> yeah. Cause I think that's going to fall into some spoiler territory that I would love to hear your opinion on when we spoil this episode. Well, and I had, I even brought it up to my wife with a lot of this stuff too. And I asked her, nice. what would, what would she do? And I think she agrees with me too. So all right, well, we'll, we'll get, get into, into that spoilers stuff. Then. Yeah. <laughs> but before we get into spoilers, make sure to go over and check us out over on crossthestreamsmedia.com at Secondary Heroes. We're Secondary Heroes over there. That's it's you're gonna find us everywhere at Secondary Heroes. You can find all of our episodes, all of our YouTube uh, links, all of our Twitters, Instagram, Facebook, everything is going to be over on Cross the Streams Media. If you don't want to go over to crossthestreamsmedia.com, go to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and like and follow all of that stuff. Then go over to Instagram, or not Instagram, but YouTube. Go over to YouTube and watch the videos because you can watch us interact with each other. We have great facial expressions for just about everything <laughs> we're saying. <laughs> like that. Hey, see? Even Trevor laughs. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, go over there. Please like and subscribe over over there. Um, and if you listen on iTunes, which is there really any other way to listen to a podcast? Or iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Is there any other way? Uh, leave us a five-star rating. It helps us. It helps more people hear us. And it's great. Also, I want to bring up real quick before I move on from this point. I was just a guest on a show called rotten treasure where i got to talk all about back to the future and it was all over the place it was a lot of fun i don't get to talk about back to the future very much anymore because all my friends are sick of listening to me talk about it so it was nice going and talking to some strangers on another podcast all about back to the future we kind of bounced everywhere but check them out they're called rotten treasure podcasts they are a lot of fun and you'll enjoy them but all in all, all this is free for you, and it's priceless to us. So keep listening. Awesome. So, as mentioned, we are now going to spoil the finale, the entire series, the video game. It all gets spoiled within these core concepts. So if you haven't seen it, pause, come back to us later. If you have, or if you don't mind spoilers, let's go. And I think I let's do want to start with the opening scene of this, because it's a great shout-out. Last week, not? we had Troy Baker who is the voice of Joel. This week, we have the voice of Ellie, Ashley Johnson, literally be the mom and give birth to Ellie. So you could she argue birth that herself. she theoretically <laughs> yeah. gave birth to Ellie by her performance as a voice actor. Now she gave birth to the live-action version of Ellie. It was a pretty great homage. Very it was. Cool. Yeah, I know last week I had mentioned that they were kind of bringing in all of the characters uh, from the video game, and I believe she was the last of all the characters that they really needed to bring in and what a way to bring her in just 
what an oh my goodness again being a parent and you're watching someone give birth in front of a zombie but hey i'm not a lady i don't know anything about birth i mean i've watched my wife give birth but i don't know much after that right but hey takes your mind off the birthing process i guess right yeah huh? <laughs> yeah just flip it out it's like all right how do you how do you make it easier oh send a send a zombie into the room oh, okay. scare the baby out oh yes. god okay scare the baby That's how you do it you could scare but it's amazing the... like like i i knew that ashley johnson played the voice actor but i never really thought about how much she looks like bella ramsey like she looks just like an older like if you had aged up bella ramsey yes. like 10 15 years like that looks like her that was some just i, I don't know kismet i guess that she ended up looking just like her that was one of no, my notes really woman neat. who plays ellie's mom <laughs> looks exactly <laughs> like, like her I'm like yeah worked what out really phenomenal well. way to do this yeah uh, unbelievable very cool yeah that whole scene was uh, just amazing just the whole process of it seeing her get bit and then and then cutting the umbilical cord after that right and then in my opinion the one of the more important aspects of the episode is that she lies <laughs> You know, she she lies to protect her baby, and, and just to hold the episode the, as well, right? But just to hold the knife against her throat the entire mm -hmm. time until Marlene shows up, just like as soon as I'm ready to turn, I'm just gonna kill myself. Yeah, that it's just such a dedication in an apocalypse. Yeah, not only that, but she like she obviously wanted to stick around long enough to to spend some time with her child, you know. It's, it's a kind of that callback to uh, Riley, you know, dying. So, yeah. I like that. That was kind of neat. It's poetic. It rhymed. Okay, so... As George Lucas says. I did have an issue with this scene. I'm sorry. Okay. I have to come up with issues. And this Gotta is have an issue. Gotta sure. have an issue. So, she couldn't feed the baby. Baby... Right. She, she was not going to breastfeed the baby because she had just been bit. Right. That So, that baby was probably sitting there for a couple hours waiting for people right. to show up without any food. Yes. I don't know if you guys have ever been around a newborn. They don't stop crying almost ever. Like until they're fed, they don't stop crying. So the maybe she lied scene, about that too. Maybe she lied about that because dude, I'm, not, I'm not joking. That, yeah. I think that was the whole point was that she, like that's kind of the whole point of that scene was showing that she was willing to, to lie to save her child. But man, it was like, there should be cries, like crazy amount. Of, like when the fireflies showed up, I was expecting them to immediately hear a baby crying and they're going to be like, okay, I know where she is. I know where to go. Yeah. Like there was nothing. She was sitting there singing and the baby's like, she's like, goo goo, gag, gag. Like, so yeah, yeah, most likely she no, probably no, no. breastfed the baby. Had to have. Yeah. yeah. Cute baby too, man. We also got to see a clicker and this was another, so... From six, seven, eight, and nine, we only see two clickers, and they're both in backstories. In the present time of the storyline, we don't see a clicker in episodes six, seven, eight, or nine, which is really interesting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we talked about that last week, right? About not seeing enough of and them. The, and they they did another one because this story it's about humans. Always that that's what it. How will humans react in an apocalypse setting? And right. They don't need, like, we established how horrible the fungus is and how everything is based on that. But now what? 
And they do a really good job of showing now what and how different people interact in these sort circumstances. Trevor, the fungus loves, though, okay? Don't forget That's that the true. fungus loves. Only according to some people. <laughs> <laughs> or one person. One <laughs> my goodness. Man, I'm blowing straight through my notes here. But, I mean, just also Marlene <laughs> goes through a lot in this episode because we don't get her that much. Like, we saw her in episode one. She's like, here, Joel, you do it. And right. she, we don't see her again. And now we see that her backstory is actually she knew Ellie's mom her entire life. And then she has to be the one to also put her out of her misery. I mean, that's a tough thing to do. I got another problem. Uh-oh. <laughs> she yes, hands sir? the baby off to the guy. And she's like, I know what I have to do. She knew that she had to go in there and, and take out Bella's or <laughs> Ellie's mom. Mm-hmm. She tells the guy, cover her ears. I know. He didn't cover her ears. He didn't cover the baby's ears. That we, would be a deaf baby, dude. It's the whole thing on Twitter. We know. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, really? Man, oh, everyone I, called that out. It I was like a not go on to Twitter like, at all it's fine. anymore. It's fine. I need to probably look at social media from time to time. But like those those kind of things don't bother me because it happens so often. I, I guess I watch enough TV and movies that I see those inconsistency like all the time. So I'm just like, okay, they just forgot. Oh, just... It was a scene that they probably shot out of order someday later and they forgot. Oh, yeah, you're supposed to cover the baby's ears in that scene when they, they did the probably the actual using a baby a live baby they didn't want to maybe have even it come close knows? to put pressure around its ears or head dude you can pretend it's called i acting. don't know you can go if he would have done this, i'm just telling about the parents that are offset and be like you better take care of my baby and i don't want anything insinuating otherwise i would have been like cover that kid's ears here comes a muzzle flash <laughs> I mean, it's something that I think we all noted. I just don't think it's something that was, you know, that big of a deal in the world. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a part of the end of the world. OK, guys, it just... is actually the end of the world. Technically. I mean, people are making jokes like there's no tomorrow. Oh, there we are. <laughs> With the puns. The pun book was so good. I like too oh, soon. Yeah. And he's like, no, topical. 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 <laughs> Okay, well, puns. there goes, Some that's your intro. That's your intro to this episode, man. And what, what an ed- epitri- what an intro to be thrusted into this uh, ending. Yes, we were birthed into this ending. with. And it was such good beginning. tension at the start because the tension is different throughout the rest. You know, it's not like, oh, I'm running and something's chasing after me. That's a different tension than the tension they build throughout the rest of this episode. Because once we transition to present day of the storyline, the last we saw Ellie, she's completely freaked out after massacring somebody. And you can tell, like, they've completely switched roles. Because I watched the previously on, because I was like, let me just recap this whole thing, because it's only Mm -hmm. like two minutes. And it's amazing how much Ellie talks when they first get going. And now Joel's doing exactly what Ellie did. Gabbermouth. Joel's just talking constantly and Ellie doesn't say anything. And it's such an interesting role reversal. It's uh, one of my note. One of my main notes that I took was that they completely reverse roles. Like it's Mm -hmm. They took their, their paths kind of went like this, like crisscrossed. And now they're at the other end of each other's spectrum. Um, So while their relationship has, I think, bonded they bonded much closer but they're still kind of at the same spot where they were when they began just different ends on the the opposite ends yeah which is weird it's very it's very unique storytelling i really enjoyed that 
with this whole season and especially this episode. So yeah, uh, kudos to to the to the actors, uh, both both of them. I think this was their probably their best episode for both actors. Total total Freaky Friday, right, huh, guys? Total Freaky real, Friday, real Freaky Friday kind of stuff over here in uh, the apocalypse. Boggle and beefaroni. <laughs> what else do you need? <laughs> yes. What else do you need? Oh, reminds me of. Uh, being uh, stuck inside during COVID. Boggle and beefaroni for two years. So much fun. That's why you have an upset tummy all the time. Yes. Okay. Now I understand the bubble guts. Got it. <laughs> Got it. There you go. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, he's really trying hard to get through to her. This, he's uh, trying so hard. Yeah. It's so cute to see him too. He's like, he's like so like happy. Like he's happy that like, I think he realizes that he now kind of has his purpose. Right. That makes him happy. You know, he's like, he's almost giddy. Well, and then he explains that too. He explains like, Hey, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, whatever time. It wasn't time time time. that healed him. It was, he just stares at her like, Hey, it was you that healed me from great, great scene, by the way. It, but Pedro Pascal's voice almost cracks when he says it wasn't time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, <laughs> it's man. the delivery of it <laughs> the delivery i'm telling you the, the way all the actors and not just them but like almost every actor they've gotten for the show has like delivered their lines so well which is really that's a uh, i think a credit to the directors that have directed these episodes like they're just they're really great directors they're directing these actors to deliver these lines in a way that you know really makes them work better you can have that line given to a lot of different types of actors in different situations, and it probably wouldn't hit the same, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. You're sparking emotion there, or they're they're right. They're conveying. The they're almost conveying something like unsaid, right, in that moment. He yes. didn't have to say the whole line. Yeah, he didn't have to say it was you. It's a. Re- yeah. It doesn't have any need whatsoever. Doesn't have any, and it's perfect because the way she responds by looking at him, like, oh, <laughs> that was some some heavy stuff, right now. So he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's talk about puns. <laughs> so you know, let's break the tension here a little bit. But because uh, he opened up completely right there too, just before that he talks about that it wasn't just some random guy who missed. It was right. me, and I was gonna kill myself after my daughter died. And he yep. finally realizes why he wasn't able to do it. He finally has that purpose. There the it whole is. it was meant to be kind of thing. Yeah. Why did he flinch? Yeah. So he this was in where... mysterious ways, huh? As myself being being a dad, I put myself in that position. That was the first time in this episode where I put myself in a dad position. And okay. I was like, I don't know. I think after watching that first episode, I don't know what kind of person I would be after. Yeah. You know, it, the, the type of person that you change into after something like that happens. And honestly, it's hard to even fathom. Like, sure. You don't want to think about that ever. Like that's well, not like that, but you might a... not know. You know, you might not right. have been in a situation to, like where you wouldn't like people always talk. I think we even talked about it on this podcast of like what would be we be like in the apocalypse. Well, we wouldn't know. You know, right. like we would like to think we know. Like, oh, I would like to think that I would, you know, try to scrounge around for things and be a scrapper and survive. But who knows? Maybe I'll I don't myself know. or shoot myself. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think me and Trevor said we wouldn't last very long. Yeah. Right, but we yeah. don't know. We don't know. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, because like for instance, myself, I have someone that I need to protect, so right. I I can't let myself just die off. 
I have to go. stick around. I have to figure it out. There you go. Yeah. So, oh, it's just such a it's such a weird thing to think about because an apocalypse could happen any day, anytime. That I mean, not saying a zombie apocalypse, but any a meteor could hit us and wipe out the entire grid, and all of a sudden, now we're all living like cavemen again. Yeah. I hope you guys are all saving these episodes to your iPods so you can, <laughs> so you can listen, always listen to, to us, us when you're on the, the road, Mad Max style. Throw on some yeah. secondary heroes in the future. <laughs> the irony of it. <laughs> Remember when these guys were talking about that show about apocalypses? <laughs> Yeah, very topical, man. Uh, remember when you had to download a podcast and listen to it on an iPod? Uh, yeah, yeah, good times. <laughs> That's when iTunes was a thing. Oh. But we did get a scene that I knew about. Like this is, As I said, there's only a few things I knew about The Last of Us going into this, and one of them was the giraffe scene. Giraffe. To be, to be honest, I thought, it hap- I, I thought it happened earlier in the game. I had no idea it came at the end of the game. So I'm like, oh, maybe they're just not going to do that scene because it was kind of a unique one-off kind of scene. And then it happened. I'm like, wow, this is fantastic. I really enjoyed that moment between okay. Ellie and, and Joel. As a person that has never seen the game or heard about this giraffe, part yeah all i'm thinking about is when is the draft gonna sneeze <laughs> like in jurassic just park like, like the no it was jurassic framed park. up it was framed almost scenes. exactly like jurassic park the way they put the draft's head in the center of the mm-hmm. scene i said it's gonna sneeze it's gonna <laughs> just sneeze. as a different i mean i was waiting for it i'm like it's gonna sneeze it has to sneeze. i'm not gonna lie i had the same not not necessarily that it was sneeze but like my mind went to jurassic park immediately they, they framed it up like it was a it was a very specific homage it wasn't that yeah. cinematography wasn't accidental well and not even just that even the way that he was picking the leaves off the yeah. branch and then handing yeah. the leaves to her and then saying oh here do this do this yeah and watching her and g- the giggles i'm like sneeze 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 damn it sneeze <laughs> Kind of the same situation, right? You know, a guy that didn't want kids, and this guy didn't want to exactly, have a daughter. Dude. Yeah, so, so many parallels. Uh, still a great scene, though. This is the way he looks at her, you know, endearingly. Like, yep. cause she can just, she's been, she was like really devastated and sad for the whole first part of the episode. Now she's finally giggling. He's like, yeah, there it is. He's like, okay, finally, I finally, got her to finally. be happy. Right. Yeah. So, and then really for giraffes, do you think that they could handle the cold of Salt Lake City? Well, I'm, I, don't, I don't know. That's a good question. Were they were they huddled inside somewhere, possibly? Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I understand having the drafts. It's a really cool site. And I do know right. that, like, their natural habitat does get relatively cold because it's a desert. So I just, I don't know how giraffes would handle the snow, though. Or it could be that they, I don't know what their migration patterns are like. Like, possibly they migrated and through this area. And what would the migration be for some animal that's completely thrown at a completely different continent? Right. Not like that, but like, yeah, probably bred in captivity. They don't. Yeah, know. yeah. It's, it's stuck in one been, place for a while. <laughs> it's also been so. twenty years too, so they've probably been able to adapt a little bit to it. That's I mean, true. It's been knows? twenty years. Um, I, I, I like the drafts. That. I just thought it was interesting. But it, I also well, like that I they were thought... real drafts rather than a CGI giraffe. Yeah, that helped too. That helped I think it, it does again make me curious. Why do these zombies only attack humans? Like you've got a that, giant. It's really giraffe. weird. 
yeah, I, no, it, it, no it does. It's one of those things that's just kind of like, oh, come on. Like, is there no other animal on Earth that a zombie is going to attack? It. Come on. I know. I don't know. Unless it's something specific about our brains and our brain chemistry that they react better to. Yeah. Still doesn't make sense. No, I don't know. Yeah. You just kind of have to let that one go from from the get go. So. The There's a lot I... of stuff I have to let go of. You do. <laughs> I, I honestly, I think those are like not the points that may, matter to me personally. Like I'm here more for the story, so I'm allow, I allow the creators to kind of get away with certain things in that situation. They can make it up with it with with great character development and storytelling. Do whatever else. I don't want. think it's a flaw. I think it's just a more interesting thing of developing a threat because we'll get to it. But the overarching crux of this entire episode is based on the idea that we've created a threat to humanity, which is fictitious. And so the cure, therefore, has to be fictitious. And if there's loopholes and things you can poke through the actual threat, then the cure you can poke holes through. And then it makes you wonder about Joel's eventual decision. So I, I think it does all interconnect itself. Okay. All right. Okay. This is my last qualm about this episode. Okay. Last one. All right. They used the Wilhelm scream of Gates. Oh, it's yeah, they did. Same. They did. Oh, my it's, God. It's I heard game that. Gate opening. Yeah, I know. Oh, it was great to me. Opening. I loved it. I was like, oh, I was like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> How can you love that stuff? I hated it. This I was so like, on brand for this. It for is this. It's a video on, game adaption. You have to. Oh, every, I feel like I was every, in a game. This is great. Every game. Every movie, if they touch a uh, gate, it's that rear, rear. It's it's yep. the same thing, and it's like no, no, you took me out Poor of this Alex. scene because <laughs> I had to pause it just to write it down. I hated that. Okay, yeah, that was, was the Wilhelm it. scream of Gates. It was the Wilhelm. That's done. Great. Okay, I'm done. So, uh, if you are looking for what I'm talking about, it's right before. It's right once they go into the abandoned building that was supposed to be demolished. Right before the giraffe scene, as they're running up the stairs, there's a gate. He opens it, makes the big fake squeal of a gate, mm-hmm. and it just, it's just oh, not fake. Like, I mean, it's technically it's technically a real soundbite from. Some I'm sure time. from like 1942. Still. Sorry, it's I listened game. to a podcast about Nazis today, okay. and, and 1942s in my brain. So it's okay. Yeah, Nazis were bad people. Everybody, punch one they if you were. see them. Please do punch a Nazi. Um, you can say R. You can use present tense. You don't have to use past tense. Oh yeah, well that's what I'm saying. Punch <laughs> a Nazi if you see one. Go ahead. You got a you got a stamp of approval from the secondary heroes. And most of the world. So, yeah, go for it. Mm-hmm. All right. So, we're going to get into some meaty stuff here soon so, because we have them I mean, let's on just, the roof. Yeah. We, we just might as well go to the big idea of this whole show. So, Joel is successful. He got Ellie to where Marlene wanted him to get to, to the Fireflies base where the doctor is. We're going to figure out the cure. This is it. He did it. He was successful. To do it, he gets knocked upside the head, and it, you're like, oh, more humans have to, they have to deal with again. But it's revealed that this is the Fireflies. And oh, thank goodness. It's the Fireflies. It's the Fireflies. <laughs> he did it. We, we, mission accomplished. We this won. is it. It's a happy ending. We're curing humanity. Everything is good, right? Everything's great. 
Wrong. And then Marlene starts to tell what's going to work. Oh, our scientists looked at it, and we're going to do this and this. And then Joel's like, but cordyceps grow in the brain. Dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> they might as well have had an absolute screech, and then the hamster. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I knew right then and there, I'm like, Joel's going to kill everybody. I'm like, oh my God, it's going to happen. I just knew it at that moment. That's when he turned into Keanu Reeves from John yes. Wick. Just John Wick, yes. everybody. Which, by the way, the whole scene, the whole montage of him going around shooting people, and it kept mm-hmm. kept uh, a really low angle at his boots as like bullets were f- dropping down. I just loved it. Love oh, it. that whole scene was great because oh, the whole scene the was sound it's one of the best scenes. Yeah, they take the intro music and they make it almost like a symphony version, like an orchestral version of it. Like but a really when bassy it bassy version too first starts, it, the camera's behind Joel's shoulder, and it's just that video game shot of the hallway. It's like exactly like okay, we're starting this whole sequence because that sequence, Joel kicks more ass than like anyone ever in a video game sequence just in a short compacted amount of time and you get to play as joel so to watch joel's like third hand you see how brutal it is because when you're playing a game you don't get that same sense of it being brutal as when you're passively watching it versus actively doing it and there's just such a, a visceral brutality watching him do it and just not slow down and just go from guy to guy. I run out of bullets. I pick up a new gun. I'm going to knife this guy. And it's just... And he's in his zone, man. Like, the yeah. way they edited that. Like, it's just a machine. He's just done. It's like, no, I'm yep. on the machine. I'm getting my daughter. You all are dying. Sorry. It's the way it is. So you're did dying, they you're give dying, a... You're dying? Did they give a backstory that he was, like, in the middle military or anything like that? No, or is I mean, he they had just that bumper a... sticker for, I think, Tommy, I believe, being... Desert well, Storm, and they mentioned him. It. Yeah, they mentioned him going to Desert Storm, but they didn't really say anything. Because I mean, he's like, I mean, he walks around there like a trained assassin. He does not miss. Everyone no. got hit perfectly, either in the head, in the or wherever he wanted in the leg. He had it some kind of training shot. somewhere. Exactly. That's where I'm like, Fedra, the Fireflies, somebody trained mm-hmm. him. Yeah, he had twenty years of training. He did likely. have twenty years to oh, that's survive. True. Well, it looked like 20 years of him throwing dead bodies onto fires, but that's what I got off the I first episode. I think that episode. just might have been his, his job <laughs> that day. No, I, I'm just yeah. goofing. But either way, it was a great scene. Yeah, very cool scene. And when he finds Ellie and she's knocked out with anesthesia, the doctor is just about to start cutting into her. And the fact that the doctor says, I'm not letting you leave here with her. And he goes, okay. All right. Yeah, it wasn't even like, wow, angry. It was like, okay, fine. It was one of my favorite sequences in a show ever where usually there's talking. Usually there's a back and forth. There's a pleading. There's some type of pause. The quickness of which he pulls the trigger after he says, I'm not going to let you. I wish more shows would do that. More right. movies. It's more like, real. Now when I watch shows and movies, I'm like, just pull the trigger. Let's go. Just, just pull the trigger. Come on. Right? Don't care. <laughs> but isn't that cool? Like we, it's something so new. It's yeah. such a new thing that like we're so used to talking when it comes to killing right. people. <laughs> My jaw was on the floor. It was like, I, I can't believe I just saw that. 
That's bonkers. Yeah. But he's done, I feel like he has done something similar like this in other episodes. Like where he doesn't let the talking get in the way. He lets the gun yeah, do the he's talking. He's like, whatever. Well, he did the last scene. He was interrogating those two guys. He didn't care. Yeah. Where the one guy's like, I'm not going to tell you anything. Yes. And he's like, don't worry. I believe him. And he just yeah. kills that it's guy. Like, All right. Now, this is just before I forget. I might forget this this point. But this reminded me because I haven't played the video game The Last of Us. But I'm assuming the way you because you're you're playing Joel in that scene, right? You're going through the the, the hospital, blowing people up. Um, at the end of Red Dead Redemption, the first game is very similar. You're doing kind of the same thing where you're fighting everybody to save your family. And it it feels like it probably has that same feeling where you're, you feel like you're Joel, like you want to protect your family. Like that's what you want to do. Like you're in that role. Um, so it was very reminiscent. So for those of you listening or watching this, if you have played Red Dead Redemption, you might know what I'm talking about. If not, I think it's a video game also worth your time. I think it also has a great narrative to it. It's one of my favorite video games, video games of all time, and that ending is just devastating. So, if you like devastating stuff like The Last of Us played Red Dead Redemption. Please. Very I similar hope, ending. I hope they make Red Dead Redemption TV show. Make it like this. Make yes, it like this, because please. Red De- they've got a second episode of the game, Red Might Dead as well 2. Do it, right? Might yeah. as well do it. You've already got two seasons written for you. Do it. So, I appreciated this episode of that that this scene a lot. First parallels now, to that. But I do want to yeah. give a shout out to this doctor. So this is the crux of this whole thing, because there's the the really sweet idea where, oh Joel, you have the choice between saving the whole world or just saving one individual. But in Joel's eyes, he'd saved his whole world because Elliot's Correct. his whole world. So he, he was oh. still saving the world in his eyes. But they they make it in the show a little bit kind of black and white with Joel's decision. He either saves Ellie or he saves humanity. But for me, this doctor is obviously an idiot. This dude has just shot up the entire your entire force and you're going to hold up a scalpel and say, I'm not going to let you take her. So he's an idiot to begin with. But yeah. more than that, <laughs> you just got Ellie. Like literally the Fireflies just got her a couple hours ago. It was enough time for Joel to wake up from being hit in the head. You're telling me they've been waiting for this miracle girl who is immune to cordyceps. And we're not going to run any battery of tests. We're not going to give her a couple weeks and figure things out. So looks like all we can do is cut off the brain and kill her. That, that's step one. Imagine, I don't care what society or sequence, there's been an apocalypse for 20 years. There's not the greatest urgency of I need to rip open her brain in the next two hours versus maybe we give her a couple days. Or maybe we even ask her as she might have said yes. Maybe 99% she says yes. She's still old enough to make that decision on her own. And I think that maybe if they bring that up with Joel and Ellie while they're both conscious, Joel doesn't go on a homicidal rampage and kill everyone because he literally sees Ellie make the decision right and he's like, I don't want you to do this, but if you're going to make that decision, I obviously support it. Rather than, we're going to do this whole thing. But again, there's got to be some kind of test or some kind of alternative to at least experiment with. Maybe it fails. But right. I, I agree. step one is to cut open her brain. <laughs> I, so I agree, but it wouldn't give me the great ending that we got for the season. No, so. I just think this, scientist was, or this doctor is an absolute idiot. And I was an idiot. If anything, if I'm Joel, I go find some other doctors. There's got to be some smarter doctors out rather than this random one that Marlene found. 
Well, yeah. I would also have to say, like, look at Marlene. Like, Marlene probably should have thought about that as well. She probably yeah. should have been like, hey, yeah. let's... I mean, she was just like, oh, we know that everything's cool in her brain, so we're just going to go for it. And also, Marlene gives the explanation that... So based on the receptors that is possibly in her, the cordyceps believe that she is one of them. And I'm like, if that's the case, you don't need her brain. You guys have figured out how the cordyceps work, and you could probably synthesize a way to mask everybody in the same way without cutting open her brain. It's, it's what I was hinting at of when you have a fictitious fungal apocalypse, you know, mm -hmm. pandemic type of thing, if there's an, so it's fake. So the science isn't super accurate. It's fictitious to begin with. So when the solution is fictitious, it's easily punched through as there's probably alternatives rather than needing Ellie's brain. Like, if you guys know this, you should have figured that out before Ellie came up. You don't need Ellie at all. You, you know how to do it. <laughs> well, maybe they're not smart enough. Maybe the doctor isn't the best doctor. It's the only doctor they had. Maybe so, it's a veterinarian. He's like, ah, well, maybe. <laughs> this now creates a whole new conundrum for me. Um, they're saying we can cure every, or we can make sure that the cordyceps think that we're all one of them, but that's not going to stop them. I mean, they're still chasing after Ellie throughout this entire series. They're not going to stop coming after you. They're just going to, I mean, what's, what's going to happen if you, let's say I took my vaccine for the cordyceps right. virus and all of a sudden now, yeah, I, guess, I'm, I guess you're right. Yeah. They're still chasing after her. Like that little it, gymnast girl is coming after her hard in the car. Right. She doesn't care no that matter she thinks what. she's a cordyceps. So you still, uh, and here's the thing. Does that now stop the, so does that stop the cordyceps from doing anything to you? So if you get bit, it's like, oh man, I got bit. It's not going to do anything to me, but what if you got a uh, one of those people making out with you with the fungal things tangles in your mouth? Yeah, it, dude. I mean, it's a lose lose situation here, people. Oh, there you go. You're going to lose Balls. Bella to do what? They're not yeah, going to stop. It's even more than that because they don't really have a what now. Say they rip out her brain and they they figure it out. How are they going to mass produce and how synthesize this? How do you mass produce this? <laughs> and send how, it to everybody? How do you deliver this? How do you let everybody... And then, how do you keep raiders from not raiding you? And sealing and, it all, and, and then holding the, the serums that you do make hostage and exactly. charging a whole bunch for it? Or how do you even get people to believe you? Right. That this is... Oh, my God. Oh, this, oh this helps God. against the cordyceps. I mean... Because now, you don't even need to be a fiction story to be how tough that is. It's almost like, hey, look at this miracle girl. Oh wait, we ripped her brain out, so you can't look at this miracle girl who's been bit. Right, that's true too. We don't have the evidence. And also with Joel's decision, you have to okay. trust that Marlene's motives are totally altruistic, and she just wants to save the world. Hmm. We don't know what, like, we've seen what the Fireflies do. They cause chaos and mess up everything. They just hate what is. They don't have any follow-up solutions. So this leader of the Fireflies is like, 
oh yeah, we're just going to save everybody, everybody gets their little vaccine, and we all live in this happy little world. Has the Fireflies ever indicated that's their end game or goals? So Joel's decision isn't as black and white. Like, what he did probably wasn't the best idea, but what Marlene did was gave him a terrible decision to begin with. Hmm. Yeah, she kind of put him in a sticky pickle. A sticky pickle? <laughs> A sticky pickle? But it, it also comes down to perspective, too. The what's right uh, perspective. I just ate a pickle before I came in here, so that's why. That's, was it sticky? I, I'm really glad that it wasn't a sticky pickle, because, wow, that sounds disgusting. It was a spicy pickle. But pickle. Mm, yeah, a sticky spicy. pickle happens after something. Come on! Mm. Stop it! <laughs> anyway. <laughs> no cordyceps involved. I just, nope. I love that we just... Just by discussing all this, we've found so many different like holes to to this thing. But yeah, I, I still don't like that it's that easy of a decision. Like, oh, you just got to save humanity, because it's not just the the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. It's not that cut and dry. No, that's not. But that's not the. I don't think that's going to be the crux of the issue that we're left with at the end of this episode either. No, you know, I think that there's, oh, there's no. too much else, right? You know, because there's all the lies that he tells. The lies, right. yeah, like him that's telling different. everybody that's a whole different is thing. different. <laughs> also, I do want to point out how stupid Marlene is. She knows Again, that yeah. everybody just got killed. All of her people just got killed by Joel, and I'm gonna meet him in the garage, and then and shoot him, right? <laughs> I'm gonna lower my weapon and convince this guy that literally just killed everybody. He's going to stand down now. Even the doctor. Even the doctor. <laughs> even your doctor that you chose. Now he's going to stand down. Like, I'm not lowering my weapon at all. If I get Joel and I have a gun between me and Joel, he's getting shot in the back. Don't care. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This, is this guy just killed. I don't even know how many people. She had the perfect opportunity. I mean, and he left himself wide open, too. The way yeah. he was holding her was really low. You've got a whole upper half, dude. And if you've had 20 years of Firefly training like he has, dude, you could have popped him one right and in the And he was all holding Elias. Not like he was able to like do anything too quick. Exactly. Like, Anyways, she was dumb. I she was dumb as can be. But that's why I guess she had a dumb doctor. She just had recruited a bunch of dumb people. Well, they're yeah, Fireflies, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we I saw mean, how Riley was easily convinced. Yeah. You want in? Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Uh, wow yeah well so yeah and we get the big we, lie then we get the big lie there's dozens like you and they've given up on trying to find a cure yeah, as soon as he did that i'm like oh no Joel. Uh, oh, you would think that he had enough time from salt lake city back to wyoming to think of something to think of something real creative no. but here's the worst part is whenever like the lie that he told her in the car was you could feel her disappointment like yeah she's like that like, was her Tony. reason like, to you could live. have had a better lie well no that was like she felt like that was her reason to live was oh, to sure. save everybody and then right, now what for right. that to be taken away from her and like she's not special at all like that was the thing that made her feel special i mean besides joel because joel like protected her and kept her around but at the same time like she had a purpose just like i right. said in that episode a couple couple episodes back where 
when she was with Fedra, she had a purpose and it kept her motivated. Now she doesn't have a purpose. And she also stated earlier, she's like, I don't want more or not, uh, not later, but at the end of the episode, she says that, you know, she doesn't want any more people to die. You know, I've already had Tess and Riley and Sam, you know, if she were the cure that would have stopped her. Yeah. But not only that, just think of the gut wrenching nature of hope being extinguished. You've been fighting for this thing. Like, this is it. This is it. And then, yeah, they already tried and it failed completely. We're going to live with cordyceps forever. That, yep. That's essentially what Joel just told her. Whether she's special or not or the cure, he just said there's no cure ever going to be possible. They've given up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it was... it. I feel like for his sake, it was a good enough lie to keep her around, like, Wyoming to, or to oh, go sure. back to Oh, I mean, that's Wyoming why he wanted to. No, of course. He, was, he I did totally it for selfish it. reasons. And I get it. Like, you're trying that, that he saved his world. And he wanted to keep it. And he will do whatever he can. And that, in this instance, is lie. Instead of killing people, it's lying to the person he loves. And mm. therein lies the last of my conundrums as a father. Would I have done the same? And this is what I talked to. This is what I want to ask wife, you. My mm-hmm. wife as well. I said... This guy went on a murderous rampage of killing people and a doctor and stuff to save this girl who he feels is his new daughter in a way. He sees his daughter in her. He tells he's telling stories of how his daughter would would be friends with her because she's funny and all this stuff. And I'm like, I would have done the same. I would have lied to her as well. I would have said, we're going to go back to Wyoming we're going to live a yeah. good, healthy life one day. But that's the thing is like, who was it? Marlene even said one day she's going to grow up and one day she's going to leave you. Like if that hits hard too, because, but at the same time, at least he, he got to have the daughter until she was ready to leave home. Right. Like he didn't get so that so chance. You, with you, his... you would, you would do what Joel did. Yes. I, I, I mean, but what about you, Trevor? Which part, the killing do? everybody or the lying part? Oh, no, we know oh, well, you the lying kill part. everybody. I, I'm all on and killing everybody. The fireflies, <laughs> I would exterminate every firefly. Let, let's just say, forget <laughs> the, the killing people. I would just, let's just say you killed everybody, but would you lie? The tough part is I kind of want to see what the writers would come up with Ellie's reaction to him lying. Like, I feel like I would have come up with a better lie if I was going to lie, but... Sure. Like well, if you we told are her the truth, people too. no, it just, if you think of telling her the truth, like, so Ellie, they were going to kill you to possibly maybe come up with a cure, but they didn't test it at all. It was a theory. It may or may not have worked. And I didn't want to do that. And I, I didn't want to lose other, you. There's other said, better yeah. doctors. Maybe we could potentially go to, they could have done tests. They had no science at all. They were just killing you for killing you sake. And, hoping for the best. And I was like, no, this isn't going to fly. So we're, we're going to try something else. I want to know how she would react to that. Yeah. More well, than think, I'm just going to come up with a would, lie. Right. I, think I, I get your way point. Better too. Yeah. I think it's way better, but I don't think that would have worked for him and what he wanted. I don't think he wants her to pursue this at all. anymore. No, he doesn't. Which is why he definitely lie. open. Yeah. He's like, then she's like, okay, let's get your backpack and let's go. I, I right, definitely go see you for else, that. Right. Yeah, because he pitches the Wyoming thing earlier, and she's like, nah. "After this, I'll follow you <laughs> right. anywhere. We can, you know." But for now, no half measures. And so for her saying that, it's like sacrificing myself 
or not sacrificing myself would be a half measure. Right. So she's all on board with that. Yeah. Um, I think for me, and obviously, obviously I'm not a parent, so I, I, I wouldn't know this for sure. But I think that if, if, if I were in that same situation, I would at least give her the choice. And if she I, says I feel that like she wants her, like, to do it, then I would say, okay, because that's her choice. That's her body, her choice. It, it's wow. more than to, well, it's that's... to my point where I said earlier that I feel like if Marlene would have sat them both down and right. told them what they were doing, what the stakes are, what this means, says, if we do get your brain, we're going to do this and we're going to synthesize it to this and we're going to spread it out to this. That's different. Right. And yeah, I still exactly. think even like maybe it's not from a parent's perspective, but from somebody you love and knowing that you're going to lose that person forever and lying them saves you from losing them. I don't know if I could. It feels selfish to me. It's even more than selfish because it's hurting the other person. Mm-hmm. You're I making the decision eye, for them. Pain. That's so, what I think is the tough part, is that you're, you're hurting the other person. It's not just, yeah. I'm selfish and helping me. I'm also hurting yeah. you for my benefit. But here's the problem. You. Marlene didn't have that sit down. Marlene didn't do that. The decision right. was taken away from her. No, I know. No, no, they're both in the wrong. I, right. But we know that the, Marlene right. and Joel are in the wrong, in my opinion. <laughs> in this situation that Joel is in, I mm-hmm. liked where he went down that road of getting well, her out of there. I definitely cared for him. For sure. Yeah, because well, I mean, yeah, but it's the after part. I think it's for. it's the after. No, of course, dude. Saying the lie is bad to her. But if he would have told her the truth, then she would have wanted to. Okay, let's go find another doctor. We're gonna keep right. going. I'm not, I'm not I, saying I also I want like... to see how she would react to him saying, "So, I killed Marlene and everybody, including the doctor. So, we still good." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would have been interesting to see what she would say. Maybe not as interesting, but it'd be interesting for sure. Um, but me saying I don't like what he did doesn't mean I don't like it in the story. I just don't like, how do I put this? I enjoy it as a watcher of the show because it's more complex and fun. Oh, well, but of I don't agree, no, I don't just agree with Personally, you wouldn't do that if you were right, in right, the Right, right, right. Exactly. I wouldn't have yeah. done that. So that's just, that's just me. So. But I, I get still it. think like, you, you got to fully that. describe to Ellie what's going on. I, I do. don't I think feel like there's anything. Better. Yeah, like he's not really gaining anything by complete keeping her completely in the darkness because she's going to figure this out at some point. There's, and now you're like biding your time and you're living on eggshells with somebody that you love. Exactly. That's it. It's, it's you're walking eggshells forever. Like that would suck. You don't want to slip. Oh crap. <laughs> yeah. But this is the type of guy who I mean. Take him out of the situation of us watching him with this girl for the last, you know, nine episodes. He wasn't the greatest of person. Like, no, no, I fully back Joel's decision right. and his decision making. I'm agreeing with Prague on making the decision myself. Of course, no, that, I, that's yeah. I think the distinction. Yeah, yeah. But we're also because I was rooting people. for Joel and I fully <laughs> enjoy Joel killing everybody and him at the end saying where he's talking about. Ellie and how it compares to Sarah and he's like not saying that you don't I laughed every single time about her not being particularly girly or not having a good smile or whatever the case may be but not, but not like you're not <laughs> no, not that you don't <laughs> so yeah I have ours ah uh, Joel 
but then just to have him double down on the lie like he wasn't going to give up on the lie now to say oh no i know yeah i don't swear now that you asked me to swear on it you're right i'm lying completely but her okay and then just fade to black or not even a fade to black it was a quick (laughs) sharp black black. (laughs) it was just black god that cut so hard oh that was brilliant just brilliant okay (laughs) done With that, like, look in her eye of just absolute disappointment. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, there we go. It's like, I, I love you, but I also am disappointed in you. Ah, oh, man, that's just, So that's do you brilliant. think she knows? You think she knows oh, yeah, that for you liked sure. her? Okay. 100%. I mean, I'm sure there's a sliver of doubt there, like, where she's like, okay, maybe he's telling the truth, but I think she knows. I mean, think she, at this point, she's been with him on the road long enough to know his character and to know, like, when he lies. Well, okay, so... Does. And that, okay, so we only got the perspective of Joel. We don't mm-hmm. know what was said to Ellie. We don't know if they actually sat down with Ellie. We don't know any of that. We don't know been... if the doctor did sit down with Ellie and say, hey, we know where this is at. We know how to fix this. We know that we have to go into your brain and take this out. And that's how we're going to save the world. It's, it's in your brain. We have to get in there. And if she goes, I mean, most likely we, it didn't. But we kind of know that they didn't do that because Marlene said that she didn't want to oh, freak her out, freak her out, and then she would want to yeah. see Joel. Yeah, I would think then, most likely she didn't know, but there's always but that, that sucks though. That then then they just took something away from her. They took yeah. that no, they whole did. thing away from her, which totally sucks. And then they also took it away from Joel, which yes, correct. God, man, I mean, it's, it's a complex so story. Oh my At the God. end is everything. It's always humans. Humans yeah. are the problem. A hundred times yes. out of a hundred. Because no one acts altruistically. They all have their own yeah. motives and they make idiot yes. decisions to keep their motives intact. Yep. Love is a hell of a drug, man. I know. Just saying. Hell of a I thing. also was a little disappointed how they wrapped up Riley. It was just like, yeah, oh yeah, I, I did kill somebody and it was Riley. and I, It just yeah. felt hollow after all the actual emotional scenes they did that was probably my one flaw of the whole thing okay yeah like you're it, telling it me the wilhelm scream gate did not set you off no, oh, no. come on alex it's only you it is come on you are a multi-million dollar production just record the gate it's an homage to be funny it's not exactly alex guys I'm not watching this show. To be to honest, laugh. I didn't even notice it, so whatever. <laughs> I don't watch this show to laugh. <laughs> I don't watch this show to I laugh. I thought it was pretty funny when Joel was killing everybody. <laughs> but you, uh, you I also thought it was funny when he lied to Ellie straight up to her face and <laughs> it wasn't even a good lie. No. I've I've watched <laughs> one movie with you, Trevor, and yeah, I think I can confirm that you do laugh at some inappropriate scenes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but then again, it's not inappropriate. Pretty... It's fiction. Well, no, I who know. cares? But like yeah, when people fiction. are, like I try to, I try to think. Now that we've had these conversations so many times, I almost want to be like, okay, I want to put myself in that sh- that guy's shoes. Oh, he's just doing his job. He thinks that he's saving the world. He's got a family that he's just pretty much. He's like, okay, hey, hey, honey, I got to go out. We, we found the cure. I'm so excited. Gets to work. Bullet in the brain. Okay. So. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, think I'm about thinking... like the chefs on the Death Star. 
They didn't care about what the Emperor was doing. And Luke killed him. Didn't even care. He blew up the whole Death Star. Death Star 2? Where they There's were just still people under- doing their business. There's some mechanics. I mean, they've been imprisoned because the Empire sucks. Just like we saw in Andor. He was just walking down the street. He got imprisoned. Now he has to meld the stupid metal together. And now he gets killed by some terrorist guy. It, it sucks. Yep. Everything yeah. sucks. It, it's all that. just about perspective. It is about <laughs> yes. perspective. I find myself saying that a lot more lately. <laughs> it's all about perspective. It is. You can you two people look at the same exact thing and we'll have a different thought. It doesn't yeah. mean either's wrong. But yeah. anyways. Yep. Great episode, great journey. It was a great episode. And just, just to see go from opposite ends. Yeah, Joel mm. and Ellie, I mean Bella Ramsey and Pedro Pascal did an amazing job, but mm-hmm. to Prague's point the minor characters, it's not like they were lacking or you, mm-hmm. you could see obviously that they weren't at the same level. Everybody just made the show so great and that's why i said at the start that it's sad that that's a standout thing we have to point out right. good acting like how is there not a higher standard that people hold themselves to in creating stuff it's the way the world is sadly i that's have found that's not just tv shows and film that's oh yeah no it's, it's what, any kind of creativity yeah yes. i have learned recently that um and i i forgot where i heard this but like for instance, Bella. Bella's from England, and Tom Holland. It's another English actor who plays an American, mm-hmm. and people are always like, "Oh, why can't we get Americans?" Because no Americans want to do the work in actually becoming a good actor. Like people in England are actually going to like actual like full on acting schools to be actors. Oh sure. And I mean, yes. Granted, there are. There are great actors here in America, but they're few and far in between. And that's why we're hiring these English people. I mean, if you you watch Bella in the show, you would never know that she's from England. If you watch Tom Holland swinging around like Spider-Man, you would never know he's English. And there's so many different actors like that. Uh, And it's almost like people who in America are just wanting to be like, I want to be a TikTok star, so I'm going to act it like a goofball on TikTok and, and hopefully, hopefully they, get a career. Yeah. Well, the thing about Pedro, if you watch the Hot Ones, I recommend watching Hot Ones with him. It's, it's Love fantastic. Hot ones. But he tell, tell, tells him about going to Hollywood and wanting to become like a superstar overnight, right? Because it's Hollywood. I'm going to become an actor. And his mom's like, I'm going to enroll you in community theater. He's like, oh. I don't want to go to community theater. It's like, that's what trained him. Like, that's what trained him in the car, in the craft. Right. You know? Actually going to that's an why a good actor. Story. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I learned how to act. Rather Instead than being put on some soap opera or something <laughs> at the age of 14. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you got to learn the craft first. Right. And yeah. much appreciated. And that's why it's, I think that's why we're seeing such great acting out of, we're seeing well, actually you know, I think people who also... are formally trained societal norms in terms of what's celebrated i feel like a stage play is a celebrated art form that people actually go spend their money and time on in england that they don't in the u.s like there's always going to be broadway plays and stuff but they're just not the same hype or hysteria or Mm -hmm. oh i want to do that when i grow up and so there's not that same pipeline to want to do that it's a cultural thing for sure with us this, here in and America. Honestly, we could almost do a whole episode on this type of stuff too. So Yes. Yeah. We definitely could. <laughs> and also you mentioned Tom Holland. 
I hope upon hope that someone at some time makes an Uncharted TV show and actually makes something really good and not just some goofy action adventure thing because we know you're capable naughty dogs laid the groundwork for some outstanding storytelling and i mean it's not so far out of whack if anybody's watched that new reacher show on amazon Love it's a lot that. more like the books and tom cruise was jack reacher he's nothing like jack reacher jack reacher is a big guy he's like 6'4 250 no offense to tom cruise that's not his body type but they redid it as a tv show versus the movies in a relatively short amount of time but it still worked and lend itself so maybe uncharted could do that they made their movie it was over the top action adventure that's totally fine but get down into what nathan drake is and cast someone who is more reminiscent of nathan drake again no offense to tom holland's acting ability but you can't act as a big guy you can portray the mannerisms but there's just something on screen as a physical viewing sure. thing that you can't just act away. Again, but. this could be a whole episode. <laughs> Alright, what's Nathan Fillion up to? Being too old. Yeah, he's probably too old now. He really missed his chance. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's no, a dead he ringer even, for him, but... He dang. wasn't even given the chance, man. That's what sucks. What do we got next week? Next Black week, we're going to take oh, a break. Darn. <laughs> oh, wait! Because you're going on a trip! Have fun, man. Yeah, but the week after, we're going to talk about more Pad- Pedro Pascal being an adoptive Ooh, father. This time, he's in a galaxy far, far away. We're mm. going to catch up with where Mandalorian is, like, halfway through the season, and then go week by week for season three. Pretty much like we did with Last of Us. Yeah, actually, that's how we did it. We're just going to swap out Ellie for Grogu, and let's go. <laughs> Yep. Same <laughs> emotional gonna... range in Grogu. You know. Instead of fireflies, it's going to be stormtroopers. It'll be great. But everyone, let us know what you thought about The Last of Us. Have you seen it yet? Was it great? Are we just blowing smoke and this is just a total terrible <laughs> show and we completely missed everything and we're just overstating what's happening? Who knows? Maybe. Let us know. This is the last of The Last of Us for now. This is Joe Trevor and joining me or saying goodbye. Talk to you next week. <laughs> This is the last of me. (laughs) Strong out. Adios, y'all.